It's Thursday. Today is Thursday. I've brought you the greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah? Well, in that case... Entertain me! It's showtime. Make use of the help that God puts around you. We are not a glum lot. A promise is a promise. It's very simple. Just don't drink and go to meetings. Give time, time. Easy does it. I do it. Want to have self-esteem? Just do esteemable things. One day at a time. We carry the message, not the alcoholic. Don't quit before the miracle happens. Hey, with effective characters, three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. And James here. The opinions are our own. We don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today, we'll be sharing our experience on is it worth it? Question mark. In this episode 146 of the Defective Characters Podcast, let's go. Worth it. Woohoo. I thought you were going to say woohoo. You didn't, you didn't want to do it? You, you said last week you wanted to be the woohoo. I forgot. Forgot. Um, that Forget- was a whole week ago. Forgetful James. All right, James, how is it? Just kidding, Dennis, you start. Oh. <laughs> how is it? It's hot. It's very hot out in Florida. Uh, yeah, my week. What did I do this week? I don't remember. I'm kind of working on a secret project that no one knows about. <gasps> Tell us. Uh, Jane, I can't because it's secret. It's just a little art project to fill my time while I'm waiting for James to give me artwork. That's about it. Um, hey, look, why are you looking at me like that? Um. Yeah, other than that, I don't know. I haven't done much this week. I went to a meeting this morning. I am talking into the microphone. There's a squirrel looking at us right now. But, I don't know. I'm going to pass it on to Mike. Thanks. There was an ant that crawled almost all the way into my mouth. I almost invited him in, and then I realized it was an ant. I don't want anything to do with this. Um, there's really not much that goes on. I would, I would fill that up. Fill it up with something, Dennis. Like what, though? I didn't, uh, like what? I didn't it legitimately can be anything. Do you yes. remember that one time you were in your ant's mouth? <laughs> Holy smack, dude. What the hell is wrong it's with true. you? It's true. And he was in Arkansas. Oh, I'll get to that story. That's on for another time. It's it's a good one though. It's fun. It, that was so dirty for you. Like, what the hell? You don't want to talk about it. He's getting bashful, huh? If you if you were to be one of the seven dwarfs, which one do you think you are? And then James and I will tell you which one you actually are. I think right now I'd be sleepy. Mm-hmm. Nope, not the one I was thinking. What do you think? Bashful, huh? Ba- I, know, I, I, I was I gonna say useless. But <laughs> and I realized that's not one. That's not that's not one of the seven. That's the eighth that they actually cut out. Yeah. It, it's on the uh, what do they call it? The cutting room floor. Yeah, he couldn't remember his lines, so like he got cut from yeah. the film. Yeah, yeah. it was useless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there was the one that wouldn't wear enough clothes. Racy, <laughs> huh? Not huh? No, no. no. Ah. It's, no, it's a stretch. It's worth it. So no, that would be stretchy. I uh, I had a good good week. I was going to be uh, meeting up with James this week at Magic Kingdom, and I had to uh, bail on him. And I was thinking of the podcast we did. 
I don't know, like three weeks ago on commitments. And I said, I should probably go back and listen and make sure that I actually do what I say I'm, I'm going to do. So I extended an apology to James for, uh, for not showing up. I let him know a couple hours in advance, but I still, for me, that's not, uh, that's not enough time, no matter what the excuse. Um, I was asked by my fiance if I would be willing to get a gym membership. <laughs> I think it's a nice way of saying I should work on myself. <laughs> if somebody said that to you, Dennis, what would you, what would you say, huh? Would you think that? Would you think? I would just say, no habla espanol. Oh, that's what you say. Yeah. Gosh, it is warm. You chose the worst spot, James. You're standing. <laughs> this is the worst. The, is this is the worst oh, that you shit. possibly could have chose. I think it's going to be hot no matter where we're, we are. This is all shaded right here. This is, so we're, we're supposed to stand against a pole for the next 30 minutes to do this. Okay. This is going to be the very first standing standing podcast that we've done (sighs) next time next time we're gonna figure something else out because this is this is not it's not fully working um but i think hey i think it's pretty good i think it's a it's a good time and the upcoming weekend um for independence day i think i'm going to be uh doing a bit of a staycation i don't know if i told you i'm going to cabana bay and um and hanging there and the Lazy River, because uh, my daughter's birthday is this upcoming weekend. And I'm, uh, well, anyway, six months ago when I realized I was going to be away from her, I was anticipating being a little bit blue. And I said, well, I might as well say some jokes that the construction workers are going to like. And then I realized that I wasn't talking about being blue as far as that goes with my jokes, but that I was going to be sad. So, what is wrong with you two this morning? Like, <laughs> Actually, this is a recovery podcast, uh, not Howard Stern. Uh, yeah, it's one day at a time, right? It's one joke at a time. So, we're, uh, yeah, so I'm working on that. My fiance said, uh, Hey, uh, do you think this is going to be a, a happy weekend or a sad weekend? I go, I don't know. What do you think? She said, I think you're probably going to be sad. Because you're not going to see your daughter for like a week after her birthday. And I'm like, yeah, there might be like some of that. But I'll like, I'll get over it, you know. And yeah, so I'll, I'll make the best of it as, uh, as Dennis always says. He's, he's just, just a bucket full of sunshine. And James, how's the last week again? I'm sorry I didn't show up. Oh, that's all right. <clears throat> we, um, <clears throat> the boys and I went to the Magic Kingdom. We went around 7, 7.30. And uh, it was nice. It wasn't, it just rained, so it was really cool. It was like 80 degrees outside, so we're like, we enjoyed it. And we rode a couple rides and we stayed till about 10.30. Very small crowds for Magic Kingdom. We had a good time. And uh, the other day I brought the kids home hamburgers. And um, my son, my 15 year old, is like, he's like, Dad, why'd you bring me hamburgers? Like, what do you mean? It's a hamburger. I don't like hamburgers. It's like, what are you talking about? Everyone likes hamburgers. He said, have you ever seen me eat a hamburger? I was like, you know, now that you mention it, I always get chicken sandwiches and chicken fingers. I love pizza, but I don't eat hamburgers. It's like, you look at that. He's like, how do you not know this, Dad? And uh, I was like, well, tell me why. World's worst father. Why do you not like hamburgers? He's like, well, they're messy. And I don't like tomatoes. 
And I was like, oh. So if you had a hamburger, and he's like, I don't like too much bread. I was like, so if you had like just like a hamburger with a small bun and no tomatoes, would you like it? He's like, yeah, that'd be fine. <laughs> he's like, but other than that. And I was like, so I thought that was interesting. Okay. That is interesting. Ah! Sweet. Sweet. So is it worth it? We actually teased a little bit of this this uh, last week when we were talking about the Terran share. And James and I came from the meeting where I proposed a topic. Is it worth it? And there was a little bit of like, you know, uh, self-worth. But All really... think about is Missy Elliott, to be honest. <laughs> Ain't no mamalene. Is that is that this? She reverses the words. That's that was that was a good jam back in the day. That was a, huh? no, you didn't like that? No. Not even a little. I did not. At okay, all. so uh, is it worth it? Came to mind because I honestly, without thinking that exact phrase, I would ask myself any time. It was like the last two and a half years of my drinking. I remember the first time that I decided that my car was going to be my safe haven of where I was going to have a drink. And I said, you know what? Uh, I think I deserve to have this. And if I can't have it at home, then this is going to be the best spot for me to do it. And I thought very little of myself. And there was a time that it was the, like the last, I don't think I've ever shared this. You guys probably don't even know this. So where I said that I had to stay late at work and I think I did a little bit, but not this late. And it was like 1130 at night and I had three tall boys and was drinking outside my place. My wife at the time was asleep inside and I decided to listen to music outside uh like in the parking lot of my condo and apparently i had the music up too loud and in the condominium that i was in was this big massive building where there were a lot of uh older people that are like oh get off my lawn like those type of people that now it's funny like 10 years later i am that person and they called the cops on me and I had just uh, finished my last, like, drink and threw them away in the trash can that was right next to my car. And they, the cop came and knocked on my door, and I told them that I lived there and came up with this whole story so about... You were already inside at that point? No, I was I was in my car oh. and I was just finishing and I had to come up with this whole story because they said, well, your car's on. Clearly you're drunk and they could have given me a DUI, but even worse, my uh, wife who was home and asleep upstairs had to deal with me getting walked upstairs because the condo was in her name. So the cop had to talk to her and say, this guy, your husband, was drunk in his car listening to music. He claims that he lives there. And even after that, I still continued for another two years to, to continue doing that. And it, because to me, 
it was worth going through all this. And it wasn't fun. It's not like, oh, I wonder if I'm going to get away with it. I was just like, I don't care. And it, nothing in my life was worth me saying, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually not have this drink today. I was just like, nope, I got to get mine. So it changed from that moment to when I hit my bottom and I said, you know what? Like, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired and started the process. And my worth of the things that I had in my life shifted from worth nothing to now I would do anything for my friends and the people in it. But it took a long time for that worth to actually switch around. And I thought that I was invincible and going the last two years of getting divorced and even before that, my daughter almost dying four years ago. It was like, uh, what's today's date? Today is the 29th. So it was the 30th that, and I've told this story before, I went to the hospital thinking everything was fine with my pregnant wife at the time. And then they had to have an emergency delivery two days later. But like that stressful time, I didn't think about a drink or a drug through all of it. And that's a miracle of the program because before, even if it was like, oh, it was a rainy day or it was Vermont. So like half the year it snowed. I I got through. I, I could imagine if you were still drinking at that time, are you sitting out in the freaking hospital parking lot? Oh, yeah. With a freaking case of beer or tall boys? Yeah, that would have been a part of my story, hands down. And it's just how, how embarrassing. And like how terrible that could have been that maybe then the security would have smelled it on my breath and not let me in. And my wife would have had to deliver my daughter emergency surgery with, you know, like how crazy. So like, I'm grateful that I don't have to deal with that. So that's the worth of things. It's funny how it shifted. So I just, we, I think we often talk about like how it was, but I kind of wanted to like hit on that, at least as far as my story goes, of like the worth was like nothing. And now, now it's everything. Now I'm sad. How about that? Now I'm sad. Like my daughter's gone and I'm like sad about it. If I was still actively drinking, I would be like, oh, thank God that, you know, like I got this time away so I can do me and I don't have this responsibility. So it's funny how that happens. So that's me, Dennis. Poor Dennis. Poor Dennis. Uh, I was just repeating what you said, James, and probably no one heard because it wasn't in the microphone. But, uh, yeah, like, when you when the topic was first proposed, the first thing I, I thought of was, like, is recovery worth it? You know, is getting sober worth it? And I remember before I ever tried quitting, you know, there was many years that I was like, okay, yeah, I can't continue this for the rest of my life and, like, be living this way or whatever, like, drinking and drugging and partying and all that kind of stuff. So I knew it had to stop eventually. And then when I started trying to quit, where I would, like, switch from, like, okay, I'll quit smoking pot, but I'll drink a bunch of alcohol, or I'll quit drinking alcohol, but I'll smoke a lot of pot or whatever, it was, like this looming battle I guess is for a lack of a better term or whatever where I looked where you know that battle that we all go through trying to get sober where we're like struggling and fighting or whatever to me that looked like 
so overwhelming, but it was like obviously there that, you know, I procrastinated kind of getting sober because I didn't want to go through that battle. And, uh, and eventually I did because it became, a you know, in my head, which was a life or death situation where, like, if I continued this way, I was definitely going to go, like, die at a young age. So if I want to live, I got to get sober. So I went through that battle. Like, you know, if you listen to my story on episode two or whatever, and I talk about how, like, my anxiety got worse, my depression got worse, I, like, stayed in a on the couch for like many years or for a long time and it was like really bad for me um and then coming out the other end where you know I'm not perfect now you know I still struggle with certain things but it's definitely to me it's definitely worth it because like life is easier being sober you know like all of a sudden your problems don't magically go away but you're able to like handle them better or you're able to like just go through life a little bit easier there's a lot of things that get that you trade off you know from like you know smoking pot all the time and not caring about anything and and stuff like that you trade that for like not having hangovers you know like I can't remember the last time that I uh, had a hangover, you know, and that alone is fucking worth a lot, you know, and then also six like six and a half years ago, yeah, somewhere around six and a half years ago, I guess was the last hangover I had. Uh, but like, it's uh, you know, the things that you trade off, and it's like, how do you put a value number to it? But once you're sober for a while and you've gone through, you know, the steps and you've gone through all the pain and learning how to live again and stuff like that it and you look back is when you really see the true value of it you know like you you start realizing that like you haven't had a random phone call like talking about all the crazy stuff you did the the night before you know you don't have this monkey on your back that's constantly like worried that you're going to get pulled over or someone's going to find out something or like you know and so to me like that's where the value is. That's what makes it all worth it is that like, there's just certain things that are normal when you're messed up all the time that kind of dissipate and you don't have that. And you just have life problems rather than drunk problems. What are you whispering about James? Just tell you rambling has gone on long enough. Why are you putting things in my coffee? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. And look, some spilled by accident. Oh, oh, no. Get it together. So, honestly, when I heard that the topic is, is it worth it? I was like, is what worth it? Like, what? Then I realized, I can talk about anything. And that made me happy. And I, the first things I thought about, and really the main focus of my share will be um, uh, just life in general and relationships. Um since I've been sober, I've been able to uh, accumulate friends uh, that are not fair-weathered friends, but friends for life. And um, my relationships have really, really come around to being something that I've always wanted. Um, because 
you know, just the way I've changed and the way I treat people um, is it just makes for good relationships with my children, with my wife, with my friends, with Mike, Dennis, my family. And, um, and I couldn't have done any of this if I was out there drinking because honestly, I was at a point when I was drinking that um, I, I just did not care. Nothing was worth it. And, um, you know, I was in a dark place. Uh, I can, there's probably bouts of depression. Uh, I couldn't comprehend being in a depressive state now uh, just because my life is filled with so much joy. I was um, at my doctor's this morning, and one of the questions the nurse asked me is, do you have uh, a sense of joy, or do you have something that brings you joy every day? And I was like, yes! And I smiled, and I was like, absolutely. And she just laughed. And, um, you know, is it worth it? Life is worth it. I I truly believe that life is a gift. Um, We are all created, and uh, this world was created for us. I believe that. And um, each each precious moment in this life is worth it. Just sitting right here, you know, being present, not trying to think about the next thing I got to do and enjoying this beauty. It's everything's worth it to me. And um, as far as, you know, Dennis's comment, is AA worth it? Absolutely. Whatever works to get you to this point of peace. Um, whatever it takes, really, if it's church, if it's therapy, um, if it's medicine, you know, it's all worth it if it helps you to get to that point of joy, peace, serenity, contentment, which, you know, I'm at most days. Um, throughout the day, like, I find the joy and I find the contentment. So uh, it's been five years of doing things that I don't want to do. It's been five years of taking advice and not taking things personally, not feeling like I'm being criticized. But, you know, you guys know my wife and she she is like very strict when it comes to how she thinks I should be integrally. Because if I had my way, you know, I would be, you know, still skating by going behind the ropes when I know I'm not supposed to, swimming in pools that are not for me, you know, stuff like that, that just a little bit of uh, dishonesty can seep into the soul. So it's it's nice to have someone on my side that really helps me. Uh, I think God put us together for a reason, but it's all worth it. It's all worth it. You guys are worth it. My kids are worth it. Little Fred's worth it. Oh, I see you, Fred. It's a squirrel. His name's Fred. All right, wrap it up, Mike. Thanks, James. How uh, how old do squirrels uh, live to be? Do you know? Uh, 23 days. 23 and... Well, that's it. No. 23 and me. In celebration. Do you, do you know, Dennis? Do you no, know how I, long? I know he has no idea. Either. No? That's funny. This is going to be like a little, uh, little, little uh, episode, unless you guys want to add anything else in. As Did far you as say little, 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 little yeah. How about this? A, a question to go around, okay? Do you, do you have a question to pose with question. it? Okay. I was going to say, when referring to, like, recovery, getting sober or continuing living the way you did, what's the most significant thing that you can say, like, this is why? This is worth it. Okay. I could, I could see that that could be a good question to some people. Not me, but... That's fine. Thanks, God. Yeah, you're very welcome. 
I would say uh, the easiest thing in recovery to do is go to a meeting and I know I I thought I thought of a different question that I liked a heck of a lot better so the most challenging that I did of knowing and I wish that my first sponsor didn't say this to me but he said hey if you're gonna make an amends and you don't feel like you are supposed to do it at that point just pray on it and say, well, it like, is, is this the time? And make it. Because I think it's tough for people. They're like, oh, now it's not the time. Or, oh, well, uh. I think you will see, like, if that's something in your, your new in sobriety or, like, think back to the hardest amends to make. Because for me, the fourth and fifth step, it wasn't, wasn't that tough to actually write down my part in it. Uh, sometimes it was tough to see my part, but then just telling one other person that I've already been like working with, because odds are, if you did the one, two, three with a sponsor or a temporary sponsor, you've probably already had conversations with them. I haven't found a sponsor that doesn't say, "Hey, contact me in some way every day." You know, so odds are, if you are doing that and reaching out. Once you get to step five, it's really not that scary because you're trusting that person at least more than a lot of the people that you maybe lied to beforehand. But making an immense, what was what was the toughest thing where you questioned Dennis if it was worth it? Because for me to answer your question, that like the, yes, I agree with James. Like a lot of the relationships. I look at that and I go, it was worth doing all this stuff. So that way I got that. Like, I think I'll be 80, 90 years old and I'll look back at the divorce that I went through two years ago and a shining moment will be when I had to move out of the house and you guys, as well as eight other vehicles showed up at my house and a friend of mine in a massive big trailer truck came and we loaded up that son of a bitch and got out of there within 18 minutes we packed up you know the 10 years of things that i accumulated in that relationship and tossed it in and then it took us only another 20 minutes to unload and that was the program out of space to put stuff yeah (laughs) i mean for real well in the place because the trailer was massive but yeah actually in there when we got to the new place (laughs) and you only stayed there for a few months well, I, I mean, as, as we talked about, I, I definitely wanted to stay longer. <laughs> uh, but that's just, it, it wasn't in the cards, you know. Thanks, Satan. That's what I called my old landlord. Oh my Satan. God. I know, it's a bit over the top, but have you met me? So I, uh, I think it's, it's worth anything in life that you, you want, it's worth it. So I wanted to, uh, to have the life that I had today. I just didn't think it was possible. So... You can answer your question or mine about the toughest thing where you were at like a crossroads in sobriety, asking if it was worth it. What's going on with you, Dennis? It's my turn, James. Um, to answer your question, I think uh, the hardest for me was like, you know, I when I quit and I felt like I was dying, right? The anxiety and the depression and and all of that stuff, it was like, you know, 
if I just drink a shot or something, then all of this will go away, right? You know, it'll numb me or whatever. And if I, if I'm going to die anyway, what's the point kind of thing, you know? So it's like that kind of struggle is it's, it's the seeing the light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing where, you know, I had to have faith that I was going to be able to come out the other end and that it was going to be better if I didn't go through it. And that was really hard for me because I couldn't see that light, you know, so it it was a matter of faith. Um, And then, um, yeah. Oh, it's a little ferret. Adorable. Yeah, and my question, I I think I would agree with you all, is, is the most valuable thing that I've gotten now is the relationships, you know. I know it is your thing, and it was so good that we're all stealing it. But it, but it's true though, because like you, you come to learn that like a lot of that materialistic stuff doesn't matter, and that people in the relationships is is really the only thing that matters, and like James mentioned, is the quality of friends that we have. Like one for me, the amount of friends that we have. You know, like we have so many friends that we can call acquaintances or whatever, but we have a huge circle of like people we see regularly and talk to regularly and care about how we're doing and stuff. But then also with all the stuff that I've gone through the last couple of years with my anxiety and stuff, the support and the help that I've gotten from people in the fellowship is above and beyond. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really feel that people care about me and want to help me and stuff. Where relationships before that were a lot more transactional, I guess, or more self-centered, I guess, for lack of a better word. But, yeah. What do you think, James? You have lack of lots of words. Yeah. I'll just finish with, um, you know, with the whole relationships. The <clears throat> What I have um, learned in AA, that the point is to grow along spiritual lines. And... I couldn't end this podcast without saying that the relationship with my higher power, my Lord and Savior, has been truly remarkable in the past five years. Like, I talk to God every day. And um, having that relationship with a higher power and, and just believing. Like, before, there was no belief. It was just non-existent. Like, he was there, but I was like, yeah. Not to me. Having that as part of my life, um, having AA help me to guide my thoughts and my feelings and my faith is uh, it's truly amazing. Amazing. Everything that I've done up to this point is has been worth it. Um, life is easier. Uh, having a relationship with a God uh, makes life easier, and and it's truly. A blessing to be able to be patient and wait for for God's voice and to know that everything's going to be okay. And I, I love loved watching you in the past year, Mike, go through these different things and being there right with you and, and like sh- having you tell us your thoughts and feelings and you being patient and you know with the new thing that's up now. You're like, what should I do? It's like I don't know. Let's just wait and see. <laughs> You can drive yourself crazy. You're like, what's enough, James? I don't know what's enough. We'll find out. And uh, it's good. It's good. So that's how I'll finish this one. You're enough. I'm enough. Thanks. You are too.
I, I will be in content. I will be content in every circumstance. You are enough, Mike. Yeah, I'd say that's that's enough. We did it. Didn't think we were actually going to, but look at us now. Another great episode, especially with uh, Dennis. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Why are y'all so mean to me? It's fine. It's it, because it's a, it's a running running theme. We need we need threads through this. He's got a new nickname. Huh? PBD. Yeah, PBD. What does that mean? Pot belly Dennis. <laughs> that is just not nice. Hey, uh, there's a gym membership that I was uh, I was proposed that maybe I should get a gym membership. Do you guys you want to exercise no. with me? I'm going to do Tybo after this. Uh, oh, really, Billy Blanks? I'm going to pick up my son and do it with me. Really? Yeah. I didn't know picking up your son was part of Tai Bo. He's like a lot of weight. Yeah. Oh, you're going to lift him? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. He's going to join me. That's fun. Well, good. (laughs) We'll do that. You missed out on that. Yeah. We'll be back next Thursday (laughs) sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you on episode 147 with an effective character. It's entirely ready to have all these character defects removed. Remember, yes, it's worth it. And we'll see you next time. (laughs) Woohoo!